Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm going to show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. The Premed Year, session number 290. Hello and welcome to the three-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join me today on the podcast. I have a great guest who I've been interacting with on Instagram for a while, and the subject of her Instagram account is awesome and one that I resonate with, and hopefully you will as well, and I know you'll get a lot of value out of the conversation. Now, Caroline is a second-year medical student at the University of Miami, and she has an Instagram account all about eating clean. Her Instagram handle is Caroline Cooks Clean. And it's all about eating healthy. And I wanted to talk to her. I reached out to her. I said, you know what? I struggled with weight during medical school. I I went into medical school fit. I was healthy. I was a personal trainer. I, I was a personal trainer even in medical school. And I gained like 30 pounds in medical school because I put everything to the side and focused on studying. And so we had a great conversation all about how to prioritize health first, health and eating right and exercise before everything else and why that is so important. So let's jump in and say hi to Caroline. Caroline, welcome to the Pre-Med Years. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk about my experiences. When did you realize that you wanted to be a physician? I I didn't have a discrete point when I felt like I was definitely going to be a physician, but I always loved science throughout school and was kind of like math minded, I guess. And my grandpa is an or was a practicing OB guy. Now he doesn't practice anymore, but he was just the most like humanitarian person that I've ever met and um, always cared for people. And the town that he practiced in was small and actually is the town that I grew up in. So the people that I knew kind of growing up were treated by him. 
And they would always talk to me about how amazing he was and how he changed their life. And I think that impacted me because I just saw how different their life was because of him and how thankful they were for his practice. And it made me inspired to kind of want to do the same thing for other people. So I guess it was a collection of experiences that I had throughout my life that continually just made me feel like becoming a physician was exactly what I was meant to do. Yeah. So your your grandfather, the, the way that I explain it is, wh- what was your seed and how did you water the seed? <laughs> so it sounds like your grandfather really was that seed that was planted so. in your head. And then all the other experiences, obviously, on top of that, watered it and and reinforce that this was yeah. the right decision for you. That's it's funny Absolutely. that you you mentioned that. <clears throat> when you are going through this process, the application process, you obviously have to write about why you want to be a doctor in your personal statement and talk about it. Did you talk about your yeah. grandfather in your personal statement? Uh I did, yeah. That was huge for me and um I just thought that that because like you said it was my seed. Mm-hmm ignoring that or trying to talk about something else wouldn't feel right to me. And it's like the personal statement is supposed to kind of explain who you are, let admissions committees get to know who you are. And because that shaped who I am, it'd be wrong for me not to talk about it. And I love to talk about that. And that's where my passion lies. So I thought that was a good start. Yeah. For me. And, and that's perfect because I, mean, I I had a conversation with a student the other day who was struggling writing her personal statement. And she mm-hmm. was telling me all this stuff and, and trying to figure out and, and put into words why she wanted to be a doctor. And then at some point it slipped that her dad was a doctor. I'm like, well, why haven't you mentioned that? She's <laughs> like, well, everybody's dad is a doctor. I'm like, no, that's not true. But she's like, it's cliche. I'm like, no, it's your story. You can't avoid who you are and, and the, the path that you've been on. So, Right, exactly. Yeah. And I hear that a lot too and see that a lot. And I think like neither of my parents are physicians, but even if they were I think I would probably feel that way too, because you hear all the time, like, oh, you just have a little bit more privilege in the field of medicine if your parents are physicians, because you have those first, like you can go shadow your dad then. But at the same time, still, that's what shaped you. And that's your experience. And you shouldn't ignore that just because it seems cliche or something. Yeah. Anywhere on your journey, did you second guess wanting to be a physician or was it was it pre-med all the way want to go to med school right away yeah i i really never second guessed it honestly i think people do and that's totally fine and you have to kind of like have those second guesses to be sure but i i was just so driven to become a doctor that i never strayed from it and every science experience that i had was very cool and um, even in research, basic science stuff can be discouraging sometimes, and that might sway you away from just a career in science in general, but it never really did that for me. And like organic chemistry, all those classes, <laughs> even though they were difficult, I was still like, okay, the end goal is becoming a doctor. I'm going to learn this structure. I'm going to do this synthesis reaction. And it all kind of, I could see the bigger picture the whole time. So even though the pre-med curriculum isn't necessarily like physiology-based, I could still see the end goal of becoming a doctor and that made it okay for me and made it worth it for me. Yeah. I actually struggled with that in medical school where I, I wanting to be an orthopedic surgeon, I'm sitting there studying biochemistry, histology. I'm like, this has nothing <laughs> to do with being an orthopod. Why, why am I learning this? And so the first couple of years of med school for me were, were hard because I, all I had my mind on was becoming an orthopod and not just learning the basics to be a good physician. 
Um, so yeah, you went through that process in undergrad, struggling in whatever classes that you struggled with, and going, you know what, it, it is what it is. But my my goal, your why, was to become mm-hmm. a physician, and so you you tough through it. What what was the biggest struggle that you had in undergrad? Um, well, I. It was actually in organic chemistry too. This was definitely like the biggest thing that I kind of had to overcome because to be completely honest, I had just heard that this class or go to the, like with the specific professor that I was taking was going to be a little bit easier than other or go to's. And I was allocating study time and I just have to be honest that I didn't put enough effort into the first exam. And so I did horrible on the exam, like the worst score that I've ever had in my life, I think probably the second worst score in the class. And I was used to being the top student. So when I saw that, I was really shocked. But I knew that I did it to myself. I had to be honest with myself and say, like, you didn't study hard enough. You just took this for granted and thought it'd be easy. And it isn't. And that was really hard for me. And I um, like I had to kind of overcome that and say, okay, if you don't get I I like literally needed a 100% on the final exam to get, I think it was like a B plus or something in the class or get even a B. I forget exactly like which cutoff grade it was, but I needed a 100 on the exam and I was working so hard. And I like, instead of at first it really got me down and I had like a bad week, like was very upset the like whole week that I got my score back. But then kind of turned it around into motion. And I was like, no, I'm getting this 100%. And I actually did. So it was a weird turnaround from getting like the worst score in the class on the first exam to getting 100% on the Orgo 2 final. And once I did that, I was like, wow, I can do anything. And that was before I took my MCAT too. And so I used that as motivation to say, no, you know what? Like I can get this Michael MCAT score. Like I actually know that I can do this because I got a 100 on this Orgo 2 final after like failing the first exam. So it was just a complete turnaround sort of for me. And I was really proud of myself for being able to turn it into something good because it would have been really easy for me to say, no, this is it. I don't even know if I can be a doctor anymore, but I was so determined to be one that I didn't let it come to that. Yeah, I think too many students get that test back or or even the grade in the class and they go, okay, I, I guess I'm not smart enough or I'm not meant to do this or this is too hard. And then they, they give up. So we're, we're losing a lot of potentially good physicians who would have been good physicians in the future. We're losing those people because they, they didn't, they couldn't tough it out. Uh, it sounds like you did. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> Once you, got past orgo 2 you you figured out how to study better what what worked for you that dreaded mcat comes along <laughs> what do you what do you remember about the mcat taking it and prepping for it what was the the hardest part about that whole process for you uh for me it was definitely stamina because I studied for, I think, like four months for it because I was studying for it while I was also taking college classes because I took it in January. And um, it was hard for me to study the same stuff for that long. And then also to see my practice scores, like my first couple ones, be pretty low or not near my goal score and have to still push through that because it's so easy to see a score after you just took an eight-hour exam and beat yourself up and be like, what is all this studying even for then if I'm getting this? <laughs> but but it all, like you have to trust the process and go through it. I did a prep course and I thought that helped a lot, but 
I remember actually the week before my exam having a tension headache because I was so stressed and so nervous about this exam because I knew this exam really determined my whole future. And so I had to just chill. I was like, I'm like, we need to relax. But um, yeah, after like advice from my friends, I think was huge for me to get over that. Just the stress and the anxiety of this one day will determine basically if I get into med school or not. And that was helpful, but it is scary. Definitely. It's very scary. And I took it <laughs> way back in the day when I took it, it was still only a four hour test and not even on a computer. Uh, and it oh, was yeah, miserable so then. Yeah. And so yeah. now eight hours and, and I took eight hour tests for the boards in med school, but it's right. It's a hard test. It was funny. You were, t- you were talking about taking the test and you get your grade back and you're like, what is this for? All I picture is, is that one meme that goes around online, usually on Fridays where the guy like throws all his paper- papers up in the air. He's like, it's Friday. And then he's like, he, yeah. then he goes and picks them up. He's like, just kidding. I'm in med school. <laughs> like, yep. I, I see that for the MCAT. The like, what is this for? I'm like, just kidding. I need a good score. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Totally for the MCAT too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. So you um, you now run, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about your journey, but you run an Instagram account that is all about clean eating. How, how did that play into the MCAT? Because you, you were talking, we were talking a little bit about that before we hit record. Yeah, so on my MCAT journey, as I said, I took it during school or during college classes but then I also had like a month and a half after that during winter break and I took a first week of that next semester off because that's when my test day was um that period of time was completely dedicated to MCAT study and during that time was when health was most important for me because I was I studied at home so I was in my room studying like all day basically and exercise was the thing that I look forward to every day because it was the one time that I wasn't studying really. And also it's a great kind of way to like wake yourself up or have another goal. Like I would always have my exercise, my like fitness goal and then my MCAT goal. And it was cool to work on both at once and separate myself from the MCAT while I was exercising. But then also eating well, I think plays an even bigger role I could argue with the MCAT because First of all, at least in my experience, when I'm eating a diet of like higher in vegetables or just more wholesome ingredients, I have a clearer brain. And that's obviously so important when you're taking an exam and trying to remember who knows how many facts or uh, all the amino acids. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, like I even noticed if if I ate something for dinner that was healthy before practice exam or something that wasn't so healthy before practice practice exam, I had better stamina wow. with the healthy meal. And um, did you get scientific yeah. with it, where you would actually like keep a food log and then look at your scores and be like, okay, I should stay away from these foods? <laughs> I didn't do that, but I still I actually ate the same food every day. Like, well, not every day, but when I took a practice exam, because then yeah. I would know exactly when I would get hungry or when I would start getting a little cranky or something. And so then I'd say, okay, now I need to add like more peanut butter to my sandwich or something. Just kind of like focusing on health, I think really helped. It's huge. The best that I could be during that time. I had a conversation with a student last year, two years ago, and we, she was getting ready to take the MCAT. I'm like, okay, what are you eating? 
She's like, oh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm like, when's the last time you had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, why are you going <laughs> to eat something that you haven't had in forever? You don't know how yeah. your body's going to react to it. You don't know how well it's going to sustain you. You don't know all of these things. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> so I'm glad that you got into this routine, right? We, t- we talk about practice makes perfect. And, and if you're prepping for the MCAT on these long practice test days and you're actually eating the same things every day, the same things that you can eat and, and hopefully will eat on your test day, then mm-hmm. you're you're showing your body what it's going to be like and, and pre- preparing for that actual real test. So that's awesome that you did that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And I recommend it to anyone too. I think you should find what works for you, but focus on health during that time because it'll definitely show in your score. But But you say focus on health, but the score, like, Health doesn't get you into med school, right? Your your <laughs> score does, and so yeah. how how do you how do you rationalize that with a student who's struggling for those few extra points, and they think that the hour to go exercise, taking that away from studying is going to hurt their score. The the forty five minutes to prepare a healthy lunch and dinner is taking away from their score. How do you how do you rationalize yeah. that to somebody who's struggling? Well. Actually, something that I learned this year in medical school is that exercise increases BDNF in the hippocampus, which helps consolidation of memory. So you get nerdy in here. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you could argue that exercise is helping with memory consolidation. And there's I mean, it's proven that it does. Mm. So if isn't there just like a pill to take for that, though, I'm sure there's some kind of supplement. BDNF does not cross <laughs> blood-brain barrier, so oh, there you go. <laughs> you can't. But um, yeah, and also endorphins are amazing. You're going to be happier when yep. you exercise. It's also proven that it helps with just making you um, more sane. Yeah. So there's <laughs> this little not, thing in yeah. There, there's <laughs> this little thing in med school and in, as a pre-med and even in residency, this little thing called burnout and exercise is, is the, like the number one thing to, to prevent burnout. Yeah. And also preventing chronic disease, which you should right. care about as a future physician. So I think all those things are very good reasons to still exercise, even though you could have been studying. And if you really need to, just bring your book and bike on a stationary bike and read your book. Cause I actually did that. So if you feel super stressed, do that, but it's also a great way to kind of get away from the information for a small amount of time. Yeah. When you were applying to medical school, what, what were the things that you struggled with the most during that process? Obviously the, the application process itself is really long and, and personal statements and extracurriculars and in interviews and picking schools how did you how did you manage that process and what yeah. did you struggle with? Um, let's see. Well, it's it's a long process and it takes a toll on you, but it's helpful, I think, to talk to people who have gone through that process. Um, that was really great for me to get advice from other people and say, like, hey, what do you think I should focus on? Or you know me really well. What are my strengths? Because I can't actually identify what other people think is important in what I do, but like sometimes others can help you. Um, having a mentor is important and listening to podcasts like this, I think is helpful. Yeah, I think essays are always a struggle and writing a lot in a small amount of time is very difficult, but you just kind of have to remember like your reason, like your why, and, um, always talk about that and make sure you're talking about things with passion. And I think finding words to express myself was difficult at first have like having writer's block with secondaries and stuff. Mm. 
But once you get the hang of it and just dedicate a, like a little chunk per day, maybe like three hours or something or four hours that you're going to write your secondaries, that's very helpful because then you can go at it with a fresh mind and definitely don't submit a secondary after one sitting. Like you need to make sure that your essays are going to be clear and succinct and actually describe who you are because you want them to know who you are. You don't yeah. want them to know this other person. So you have to make sure that it's explaining who you really are. Who you are. And that answers the question. I read a lot of secondaries. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you never really answered the question. Like you went off on this tangent and I still don't understand like the right. answer. That's important. Yeah, absolutely. That's extremely important too. You have to make sure that you're actually addressing the question and making it clear that this is a school that you want to go to because, and not doing that copy paste thing. Cause I've heard of stories where some people actually copy the wrong school name. Yeah. So just don't do that either. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. You are in med school. We we talked earlier about eating well and exercise for the MCAT. The, the MCAT's one thing. Medical school is a completely new <laughs> ball game as far as the amount of material that you're learning and the stress involved. Did you have... Um, any troubles maintaining your your diet and exercise routines when you started med school? Um, I'd say yeah and no because I kind of had all this time. Like I've been really interested in health all throughout college and stuff, so I've had time to make a plan or figure out what I like. But also, med school is a different ball game, and especially like the way that our curriculum is set up is the first eight weeks are anatomy, so. You're in the labs constant, like the anatomy labs, dissecting constantly throughout those first eight weeks. And obviously you're not eating when you're there. So then when you come out, you're scavenging for food and people are like, oh, want to go get burgers? <laughs> and it's really hard to be like, oh, I'm going to be healthy. Yeah. But anatomy lab makes you hungry. Lucky. It does. Yeah, <laughs> really does. Um, but it, I was fortunate to have friends who are also very health conscious. So that was a good influence. And I hope that I was a good influence on them too. I think we kind of fed off each other in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, and I have packed my lunch. So that's a difference because it's easy to buy some random fast food lunch. It's quicker and not that expensive, but I could argue too that packing your lunch is cheaper than buying lunch because the ingredients really aren't that bad. Yeah. Um, and then you know what's in them. So that's, a big thing that I did, even though it became a struggle, like dinners became a struggle. And especially the biggest thing that I still struggle with is the late night eating. Cause I know how bad that is for, um, like gastric, gastric reflux, um, any type of like digestive issue can kind of be exacerbated by eating right before you go to bed. And I do that because if I'm staying up until like, I try to go to bed around midnight every night, but if I'm staying up later than that or something, like if situations, happened that way, then I need to eat again because dinner was at seven and then I eat more than I should. And it kind of just becomes this cycle. So that's still something that I'm trying to balance. And sometimes I do have to just eat my midnight snack when I have an exam the next day or something. And I decide to sacrifice that for my exam grade because I focus better with snacks. Yeah. But also, um, I think just planning has been helpful and buying my groceries, meal prepping when I can, having things on hand like frozen chicken burgers was 
helpful because then you're not tempted to order pizza or something. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> that was my problem. Like in med school, and it, it sounds gross now, I would eat like a whole pizza all by myself. And I, I gained, we were talking before, I gained 30 pounds from, from when I started med school up until my junior year when I stepped on a scale. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I need to do something about this. And, and it was funny because this whole time, like I, before med school, I was working as a personal trainer. Um, I was the most fit I've ever been. Uh, starting med school, I worked out my first year of med school, and then it kind of all went to hell after that. Um, but I was still working as a personal trainer in medical school. And so I'm this like sloth oh, yeah. gaining 30 pounds and, and they're like, yeah, you need to work <laughs> out. I'm like, Oh Lord. Um, so you talked about, uh, a little bit, some of the, some of the things that helped you through this process. And you talked about meal prep. What are some, some of those tips that you've learned al- along the way to help prepare your meal? So you're not cooking every single meal every day. Yeah. Um, well, getting a crock pot was helpful for me. And I also really like roasted vegetables. And I think that's a good way to make sure you're at least eating vegetables, like roasting them on Sunday or Monday or whichever night you have free and roasting enough and putting them just in your fridge or something so you can microwave them. And then that makes dinner turn into something that would have been 45 minutes for prep into something that's like a two minute microwave. Mm. Um, so just kind of like thinking about things like that but you have to make things that you like also because if you hate broccoli and you meal prep broccoli you're not going to warm up that broccoli (laughs) afterwards you're definitely going to order a pizza or something so you have to be creative with your health and figure out what you actually genuinely want to eat and then prep that like don't compare what someone else is doing to what you actually want to do just figure out what works for you and I guarantee there is healthy food that everyone likes if you search hard enough for it, especially now. There are so many health foods out there and stuff. So, um, yeah, roasted vegetables, making chicken in advance, like really just simple things because less ingredients are better anyway. And it's easier to cook, too. Salmon is also good. Salmon. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. As, as we're recording this. Uh, I've been vegan for the last two years with my my diagnosis of this demyelinating condition that we thought was MS originally and probably isn't at this point. Um, and after two years, uh, it's been four years since my diagnosis uh, and two years of being vegan. I'm like, you know what? I don't feel any different being vegan. Being vegan is super hard. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to eat some some meat again. And so like just yesterday, two days ago, I had some chicken for the first time in, in two years. I'm like, oh, this is kind of tasty. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sorry for the rest of you vegan plant eaters, but I've, I've fallen off the wagon. Um, uh, as, yours is impressive though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it was hard, but I, I think, um, I don't know. I, I probably won't go back to as much meat as I was eating before, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I missed a lot of it, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> uh, and, and where I was going with that is, is you talked about eating, eating the food that you're going to like. I think we all get a little bit too aspirational sometimes. Like, I should be eating Brussels sprouts. I should be eating broccoli. I don't really like them, but I know I should be. And I look at Caroline's Instagram account and she's eating all these foods. And so I should do it too. (laughs) And then it's like, I don't like it. And so people don't eat it uh, to begin with. So I like that that sentiment that you really have to know you and, and eat the foods that you're going to eat. Yeah. And in med school, food also is a huge source of joy. 
So it's important for you to eat <laughs> what you actually like. There's Make no other healthy, joy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, med school's great. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's awesome. Yeah. Do you hope to take this passion that you seem to have for clean eating and and use it in your practice in the future? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, I don't see a lot of research right now actually on like nutrition and um, practical applications to nutrition and stuff just because it's hard to get funding for it. I think that's the main reason why there isn't that much. Um, but hopefully there will be in the future and hopefully I can be a part of some of it. But I definitely want to use health, like exercise and nutrition recommendations as like preventative measures with my patients. So um, yeah, definitely something that I want to continue in practice because I think it's so important. And I've seen a lot of people reverse their diagnoses or help them so like prevent chronic disease in a huge way just by changing the way they eat. So I think it's definitely useful and worth our time to consider. Yeah, without a doubt. As we wrap up, for the student listening to this who's struggling on their journey with food, with their weight, with their energies, what final words of wisdom do you have to help motivate them to to really be okay taking some time away to focus on them, uh, even though they're they're worried about their MCAT score, their GPA, to, to get into medical school? Yeah, well, again, I emphasize the fact that exercise and eating well is only going to help you with your grades um, and also decrease stress too and sleep is a huge has a huge role in decreasing stress and maintaining wellness and memory consolidation because yeah. that happens when you're sleeping um, so I think all those things if getting a good grade is your main goal you should also think about the implications of living a healthy life and how that will help you reach your main goal. And um, if you're like worried about your weight or struggling with that also, just like, don't be too hard on yourself because like you're going through so much if you're studying for your MCAT or if you're pre-med applying to medical school or in medical school. So you can't judge yourself so hard and say, oh, like, look at this fat roll on my stomach. <laughs> I'm worthless or something like, because yeah. you're not like, there's so much more to life than that. And um you shouldn't get hung up on it either and say like, oh, I have this fat roll. I'm not healthy because if you're exercising and eating right, like you definitely are. So you just have to find what works for you. Don't judge yourself so much. Don't be hard on yourself and don't take the MCAT so seriously that you're affecting your health because like you're, I mean, you have so much life to live. You're going to be a physician. You need to take care of yourself too. And like we were talking about, burnout is huge. And that's mainly because a lot of physicians don't take care of themselves. And I think that's something that we need to change and something we should change. And we're going to be better physicians if we do take care of ourselves. So you just kind of have to like, I would say, respect your body as much as you hope to respect others and take care of yourself as much as you hope to take care of other people eventually. All right, so there you have it. Again, that was Caroline. Her Instagram handle, her Instagram account is Caroline Cooks Clean. She's got amazing photos of food. Don't go there if you're hungry because it will just make you even hungrier. She has a future as a physician and a food photographer. That's something that she is interested in as well. So Caroline, thank you for taking the time to join me. Go follow her. And if you are struggling with your weight, if you're struggling with exercise, 
go back and and re-listen to this episode so that hopefully you can take some some lessons away that Caroline and and I talked about about really prioritizing and putting your priorities first in this process. I know as physicians or as pre-meds and, and even medical students, we're told that to be a doctor, you have to put other needs first. And I have talked time and time again how I think that is completely false, that we can't be there for our patients unless we take care of ourselves first. So hopefully you start doing that if you've been struggling with that or continue with it if that is something you are good at. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Pre-Med Years 